Salutations, nerds. I am your host, Tyler Mack. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. This is part two of New York Comic Con, just discussing a few things that happened uh, with you all. I'm sure most of you have seen it, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about what stood out to me. Um, I am not, by any means going very in detail about each individual thing. I'm definitely not going in detail or talking, even talking about every single thing that happened at New York Comic Con. However, if you are looking for that, I highly recommend you go to twitch.tv slash 607 podcasts. Also, you can check out Ocho Doro Parley Hour, Three Fat Nerds, uh, Rich and Ken M at twitch.tv slash 607podcast have done a fantastic job at uh, breaking down each night that night that it happened, so pretty much live after the fact. Um, I highly recommend you go back and watch that if you want really good conversation in detail about many different things. I also highly recommend their two individual shows, Three Fat Nerds and Ocho Doro Parlay Hour. Uh, they're two of my favorite shows throughout the week, uh, and I tune in every week, and I absolutely love uh, the conversation that both of them have on their uh, respected shows, as well as whenever they come together on uh, the 607 Twitch. Uh, so definitely check that out. Well, we got quite a bit to talk about today. I cannot promise you that this is the last one or not the last one. It just depends on what all we get to today. So let's get to the show. It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions, and Ashley Lodge Photography. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation by using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find the show on the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email the show at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Now get ready to nerd out with your host, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Welcome, welcome everyone to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for joining. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date with everything 30 and Nerdy Podcast related. Also, go ahead and give a rating, 
please, a review. Uh, we are running a contest right now for everyone who leaves a review and rating, a new one with all the new content, uh, because that keeps me in the know of what you like and what you want to change. We're heading to the finale of Season 2. We're getting very close as each week draws by us to uh, the end of 30 and Nerdy Podcast Season 2. And Season 3 is going to bring a lot of changes. And I really want your all's voice on those changes. Okay? So, go ahead and drop a review and a rating Uh, If you're listening on iTunes, if you are not, you can go to podchaser.com, look for 30 and Nerdy Podcast. You can rate and review individual episodes as well as the whole show, so go ahead and do that. While you are at it and you're at podchaser.com, search for these two playlists, The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Check out the other amazing independent podcasts that are in those playlists. Subscribe to them, rate them, review them, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. If you are returning again, thank you for coming back. Kick off your shoes. Stay a little while. I'm going to be talking about New York Comic Con. Some of the things that stuck out to me. So this is part two of that. Part one is out wherever you cast your pod. And I also welcome you to go back and listen to some of the older episodes uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, I also have a fun little thing coming up. Uh, after I'm done with this New York Comic Con thing, next week I'm going to be talking about horror in nerd culture. And I got the opportunity to sit down with the very uh, knowledgeable, very talented author and host of Johnny Has the Keys podcast, Tim Smith. I can't wait to for you all to hear that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Tim, thanks thanks again for sitting down with me. Uh, and that will be in next week's episode, Horror and Nerd Culture. And then uh, I'm going to round it out, round out October, with a Halloween special all about the long Halloween, the graphic novel of uh, Batman, the comic book series, however you want to call it. Uh, we are next year getting an animated film adaptation of The Long Halloween, so I'm very excited about that, but that will be our Halloween special this year at 30 and Nerdy Podcast talking about The Long Halloween. I'm going to go ahead and get into what I want to talk about. So one of the panels that happened, one of the things that they talked about at New York Comic Con is a Hulu series under the Marvel banner called Hellstrom. Now this is about Damon and Anna Hellstrom. They are the son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer. Uh, the siblings have a complicated dynamic as they track down uh, the terrorizing worst of humanity, uh, each with their own attitude and skills. Now, I will tell you, um, the reviews have not been very good. Um, some of the reviews I have seen is this does not belong under the Marvel banner. Like, here's one review. 90 minutes of a story in 10 episodes. Hellstrom isn't terrible, but nor is it particularly good. It suffers from the curse of the Netflix Hulu format. 10 long episodes dumped for streaming. The force forces producers to fill the long minutes with needless back cuts, dreary pro- prologue, and stuffy detail. As a result, the story 
drags painfully to a predictable, tiresome conclusion signaled several episodes in advance. It doesn't help that the underlying story is basically an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the acting is patchy. Sidney Lemon is remarkable. Tom Austin is lost playing a character so dull and uptight that nobody could ever have made them interesting. It's not all bad. Dull, at most. The cinematography is incredible. The soundtrack is great. The wardrobes are sublime. The sets, well, all in all. There are good bits in Hellstrom, but as a whole, a lot less than the sum of its parts. This released uh, recently, uh, October 16th of this year, and is uh, under the uh, binge model. And you can check that out on Hulu. Uh, I have not checked it out yet. I honestly am adding it to a long list of things that you know are coming out. However, it does kind of fit in to the MCU, I guess, since everything is connected now. From what we've heard is, is you know, everything is connected. So where Hellstrom, Hellstrom goes from here, we do not know. Uh, I didn't want to talk too much about that because uh, there are a lot of people talking in detail about Hellstrom. Uh, if you have a chance to go and check out this uh, interview and sneak peek, uh, the, the videos of New York Comic Con are still up on the New York City Comic Con YouTube. Also, I highly recommend you following them on Twitter. Uh, it's at NY underscore comic underscore con. Uh, let's move on to the 20th anniversary reunion panel of Smallville. Uh, 20 years of fandom and friendship and flying. We got Tom Welling. Uh, Sam Witwer, Laura Vanderroot, um, she played Kara Zarel, and Michael Rosenbaum. This man played Lex Luthor, and if you are a Justice League animated fan, he has voiced The Flash in previous uh, enactments of The Flash on uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited when some of us were growing up. So it's kind of cool to see him do two different DC things, uh, one live action and one voicing. Uh, so this was a really cool panel. I, I liked see I love seeing reunions. I do. Because um, you can kind of see where, where everyone led off to, where everyone went to in their uh, individual lives uh, and how far they've come since those days. I mean, some of these people have, have grown exponentially since... We first saw them on the screen of Smallville. Uh, we even got to see Tom Welling in the Crisis crossover, uh, which was really cool. He was not Superman. Uh, I think they did that for a reason. He, he had given up his powers, uh, and he is married and has a kid. Uh, and uh, so the, the kryptonite that w Lex was trying to use, the, the, the modern Lex, not his Lex, I think it's funny that they showed him not as Superman because... That's kind of hinting towards the Smallville show. Like, I wasn't Superman. I was Clark Kent. So, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny little inside joke, I guess, if you will, amongst uh, the producers and the creators and, I guess, nerds in general. 
Uh, I highly recommend this panel. If you if there's one that you can go back and watch, uh, I believe this was a really good reunion panel. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite things that happened at New York Comic Con. Of course, me being a big DC fan, and I was a huge fan of Smallville. Uh, it, it really gave me more of a respect of the growth of Clark Kent into Superman because you know we don't get to see that a lot, uh, and we weren't getting to see that a lot. You know, in the in the Superman IP we were given growing up, so I really enjoyed this. I highly recommend uh, that panel. All right, moving on. There were a lot of Walking Dead panels, <laughs> uh, three I believe, and some of them were great, and some of them were just lackluster. Uh, I did not hate the Fear the Walking Dead. And the worlds beyond. The cool thing about the worlds beyond panel is you can see the excitement and the the nuance and the green behind their ears, uh, uh, if if you will. You know, it's it's exciting to see that stuff, which is why a lot of us wrestling fans have become more fans of less of WWE, more of NXT, younger AEW stars impact stuff like that to see that passion and that new and that up and coming and that not established mainstream is really starting to resonate with a lot of nerds like myself and i know my fellow cohorts would feel that way uh, in a lot of the nerd podcast world uh, as well as some friends of mine uh, out there that probably talk with me about wrestling and comics and stuff like that there's something about fresh and new that we love you, you see that in the worlds beyond. And you can still see some of that fire in the Fear of the Walking Dead. The actual established Walking Dead, the first of the franchise, it was just so-so. I mean, Redis and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan showed up into their panel, their Zoom room, and it was just kind of lackluster. They were just there. I mean, they talked a little bit. I mean, and I'm a huge fan of him, but Jeffrey Dean just did not seem like he really wanted to be there. But, you know, I think that's just where we're at. I think as fans, we're kind of just there with The Walking Dead. It's, it's you know, it is ending, but I think some Walking Dead fans got to that point back in Season 8. You know, I think we got to this point of, okay, you know, I, th- I think we're... We're pretty done with this cast and this crew in this area of the country. I'd like to see more, you know. Show me England. Show me New York. Show me California, you know. So uh, it's just, we're just there. Uh, so I highly recommend the Walking Dead Worlds Beyond panel. Go back, New York Comic Con YouTube channel. All these, everything I'm talking about and so much more are still on there. The videos, all that fun stuff. So uh, also... Let's talk about Batman Death in the Family. Now, this is an interactive tale. You know the Death in the Family story. Jason Todd's Robin was killed off by the Joker. Not really by the Joker. By the fans. The fans killed Jason Todd's Robin. We've seen the Red Hood. It's a fantastic animated movie in my top five, probably, of DC animated film. And it's fantastic, but now we get to see Death in the Family, and this is a really cool opportunity to control the outcome. 
as the anchor of an anthology of 2019 through 2020 uh, animated uh, shorts, Batman Death in the Family is based on the 1988 landmark DC event where fans voted by telephone to determine uh, the story's ending. This grew also out of the Under the Red Hood that I uh, discussed. Uh, in this new version, the animated short is an interactive storytelling presentation with numerous branches allowing the viewer multiple options from which to choose. And after the path of this core uh, characters, Batman, Robin, Joker, Red Hood, and more, the panel had uh, producer, director, and writer Brandon Vietti, uh, who did Under the Red Hood, and he worked on Young Justice. DC people will know that name. Uh, we are fans of Vietti. He is obviously a fan. Uh, we also got to see actor Bruce Greenwood, uh, who is currently in The Resident right now, uh, and he was also in Star Trek and iRobot, but he is voicing Batman in this, and we've seen him voice Batman in uh, many, many things. We also get to see the return of Vincent Martella. You know him as Phineas in Phineas and Ferb. Everyone else knows him as the uh, young Robin in Under the Red Hood. He voiced Robin. So it's it's really cool to see them reunite for this and play these characters again together because they already joined um, years ago. Uh, when they did Under the Red Hood, literally like 10 years ago now, I think. So it's really cool to see them back together. Uh, we also, this we got questions from the audience. It was a really cool panel. I'm really looking forward to this. Now, I have uh, heard that do not get it on digital. Uh, there are a lot of people saying that digital uh, does not allow you to interact with it, that you need to get it on Blu-ray or DVD. Uh, that's how you interact. The interaction is present in the discs more so than the digital. So don't buy it digitally is what I'm hearing. If you are witnessing something different, please let me know. Uh, 30nerdypot at gmail.com. Uh, just some of the comments that I've seen come out about it is do not get it digitally because you will not be able to uh, do the interactive aspect. I think that's amazing. Uh, jumping into this world where we get to create the the outcome again uh, because it was really the first time where we had uh, power to kill off a character you know in, in the past with the death in the family storyline so why not give us power again to control the outcome of the of the movie of it so it's really cool I'm very excited uh, to see it like I said Red Hood is in my top five of animated DC films um, so I think it'd be really cool. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I am definitely looking forward to getting this on Blu-ray uh, and checking it out. So let's move on to uh, another massive thing that happened that I wanted to discuss. It's probably not massive in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, but as I am going back and watching through it right now, it was to me, uh, Lost. We are now 10 years away from the culmination of that show. So this is the 10-year anniversary, I guess you would, of the end of that show. And actually, recently, September 22nd, is the day that Oceanic Flight 815 crashed. And the pilot, uh, no pun intended, the pilot set us on this adventure of confusion and hate and love and so many emotions. I am a fan of the show Lost. I know a lot of people are have its ups and downs to them. Uh, going back through and watching it, I never finished the show. We are now into the final season 
uh, on Hulu. I had have have not seen the final season, so I am now in a place where I have no idea what's coming. Um, and honestly, I was never spoiled the ending, so please don't spoil it for me. Still, uh, I would say we will finish it by tonight or at the latest tomorrow. We have been burning it down, me, my mom, and my sister, dad, from time to time. There are times where my sister will just go, okay, I'm more confused than I was previously. Now what the heck is going on? This show gets weirder and weirder as each episode passes. And and it, it does. It does get odd for, for a lot of viewers. So this was cool and all. Uh, it was a Q&A with the showrunners. And to be honest, I was a little upset there weren't like drop-bys from cast members. Like, uh, maybe we could have seen Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly stop by, who played Kate. That would have been cool. It would have been cool to see Hugo stop by. It would have been cool to even see uh, Charlie stop by or Emily DeRaven. I mean, it would have been cool to have some, some pop-ins, but, you know, and honestly, I don't know if they were putting on a front. Uh, the showrunners almost at times didn't feel like they wanted to be there. So that was a little uh, down-putting for us Lost fans. Uh, but if you are a fan of Lost, I highly recommend you go back and check out that uh, video uh, panel of the showrunners. Uh, there were a lot of fan Q&A, some silly questions, some sentimental questions. Yeah, Lost, to me, honestly, I think it still stands pretty strong. It's uh, definitely still a binge-worthy show for a lot of people uh, who have seen it and who haven't seen it. Uh, I recommend it, uh, especially if you love theoretical stuff. If you're if you're into like, you know, constants and variables and and theoretic thought and fun stuff like that, uh, I, I I recommend it for the free thinkers out there and the fans of shows like this. Uh, especially if you like things like Haven and Supernatural, um, I, I recommend it. You show you you start watching it for the aspect of characters crashing on an island, but you stay for the leaps that these characters take to not just stay alive, for the bonds they make and the insanity that's happening around them that they just so happen to come into. Is it destiny? Is it fate? If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend Lost. If you're a fan of Lost, go back and check this out. Uh, New York City, New York Comic Con's uh, YouTube channel. So let's move on to the next thing I want to talk about: the Animaniacs cast and producer panel. The Animaniacs are returning, finally. Uh, I think with this return, hopefully we we will also get to see a return of Pinky and the Brain within the Animaniacs. I hope we get to see a return of Freakazoid, to be honest. Uh, this was exciting. I, you know, I've talked about on this show constantly about being a voice acting fanatic, and these people, I am a huge fan of the voice cast Animaniacs because they've went on to do uh, tons of other things. Uh, you you would know their voices if you heard them. Uh, shameless plug. Go back and listen to the 30 and 30 podcast episode, I Know That Voice. It breaks down a lot of things about voice acting and why I'm a fan of it and some famous voice actors and stuff that you probably didn't know were voicing the characters that you grew up and loved. So, Animaniacs is coming back. I'm not going to dive too much into this. I just wanted to talk about the fact that they are returning, which we are seeing that happen a lot. You know, HBO Max, 
is giving us the return of new Looney Tunes. So why not give us the Animaniacs? We're seeing this this increase of of not just nostalgia, but we want our good stuff back that we grew up to, uh, as opposed to giving us crappy new stuff. But at the same time, I'm I'm skeptical about bringing back stuff sometimes as opposed to creating new stuff is this just proof that animation uh is not as good as it used to be i've also on this show been very vocal about how my generation had the best cartoons and animated movies and animated series and i think that's this is just proof in the pudding that they're bringing back these things that we grew up to and we love because they were so good and they're still even better than new stuff they're trying to create. It's still better than this generation animated things. So that's definitely one you should check out, the Animaniacs cast and producer panel. Uh, this was exciting, especially if you're a fan of 90s animation and the characters it brought us in that generation. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. Years ago, a father and his family lived in a big, bright house. 30 Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Dark Sky Films. Relentlessly gripping possession thriller hosts. And one day, the father decided to invite some guests inside. Do you know how this story ends? On Christmas Eve, an innocent couple become host to a malicious entity. Throughout the night, they terrorize a family of five and unimaginably violent and disturbing ways. They destroy everything he loves. These demonic possessions mark the beginning of a worldwide supernatural takeover. And the family of five who fall victim to the first attack are the unfortunate ones to experience the start of this horrific epidemic. A dark and bloody insight on how lying to your loved ones can not only alienate them, but can completely destroy the bonds you have with them forever. Directors Richard Oakes and Adam Leader bring you a tense, bloody thrill ride for those brave enough to buy the ticket. Produced by Gillian Williams and Craig Hendy, Hosts is a gripping story that will keep you on the plate till the very end, while serving up plenty of helpings of horror and gore. Starring 
Samantha Loxley. Neil Ward. Narnia Lemon. And Frank Jakeman. In my room. Just in time for Halloween, hosts comes to video on demand and digital October 2nd, 2020, and is rated R. Don't you want to be set free? Welcome back, nerds, to part two of breaking down a little bit of what stood out to me at New York Comic Con. Uh, Again, if you want more in-detailed stuff, I highly recommend you check out Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast as well as Three Fat Nerds podcast. Also, check out twitch.tv slash 607 podcasts for live reaction and conversation from Ken M and Rich. I love their Twitch channel. I highly recommend you subscribe. Follow them on twitch.tv slash 607 podcasts. The next thing I want to talk about before we end this portion of New York Comic Con Breakdown is I want to talk about probably a breath of fresh air for us DC nerds, and that's Stargirl. Stargirl Season 1 was fantastic. I cannot wait for Season 2. It is moving to the CW, uh, and that comes with a lot of DC reshuffling that we have seen with the DC Universe app becoming a digital comic book platform and all the video on-demand stuff moving to HBO Max. So HBO Max will definitely see you can rewatch Season 1 or watch Season 1. If you have not, I highly recommend Stargirl, especially as a DC fan. It lets us see the Justice Society of America and the Injustice Society of America. And we get to see some of these characters that we uh, do not normally get to see in the mainstream of animation and live-action film. Uh, Characters that, to some, should not go unforgotten and... Uh, and and I think it it's like I call it a breath of fresh air. It's it's great storytelling and character building, all while giving us fresh aspects of characters we may have read about or seen in the animated world when we were growing up. Um, the uh, cast and producer talk a little bit about what went into season one. Uh, they answer some questions and they also talk a little bit about what we may see in season two. Uh, the fact that we get to see characters like Icicle and Icicle Jr., uh, who we know from Young Justice, uh, if you are a Young Justice fan, which I have talked about on this podcast quite a bit, I highly recommend Young Justice, not just as comic books, but as the animated series. We were given at DC Fandom there will be a season four, so I'm very excited about that. DC's Stargirl, I know Ken M. from the ODPH is a huge fan, and rightfully so, it is fantastic. The characters are strong. Uh, they're portrayed strong. Uh, they are performed well. We, we see this aspect these days where it's hit and miss if you're bringing a comic book character to life. And in Stargirl, it's, it's done well. Uh, you know, there were times, in, even in the stronger DC shows like Arrow and Flash, uh, that we see some miscasting. Um, even in the, the mainstream ones, uh, you see miscasting. Mis- We've seen it in the live-action movies that you hear 
fans complain about casting of a specific role. Um, heck, I've even gone to war with uh, some friends about casting of a specific role because, you know, my comic book Nazi comes out sometimes, and I, I hate that. It's it's a very toxic thing to be, and I, I definitely recommend you opening your, your minds a little bit. Uh, I know that I spoke out quite a bit about Pattinson, but after seeing the trailer, uh, I, I have no worries. He's going to be a good Bruce Wayne and a, a good Batman, so I, I'm excited about that. So I definitely recommend, if you haven't seen DC Stargirl, uh, go back and watch it, and then go back to the New York Comic Con's YouTube channel and watch this panel. Uh, it's really cool. Another thing that I want to talk about uh, before we get out of the New York Comic Con uh, recap is uh, Pennyworth. I've talked about it before. Uh, season one was fantastic. It's really cool to see um, the younger versions of Thomas and Martha, as well as Alfred, uh, gets us gets us into a history that we're normally not used to seeing. Uh, everyone knows Batman. Everyone knows Bruce Wayne. Uh, even in the series Gotham, you get to meet these origin stories of villains and Detective Jim Gordon. Bruce is a child and his adventure, but we never get to see even even more backstory and the past of these Gotham characters. But Pennyworth has given that to us. Season 2 is on the horizon. I recommend this show more each time I see these type of shows. I recommend not just you watch them. I recommend the creators give us more of them. You know, I, I I know that there are some characters you can't do it with. You you don't you don't necessarily want to see Mom Pa Kent origin stories, but Thomas and and Martha and Alfred these are characters you can do it with, and I think they've done it really well. I recommend this show. It's Pennyworth season two is on the horizon. You have a chance to go back and watch season one. If you do, I definitely recommend it. And the last thing I want to talk about is uh, Lovecraft Country. It's on HBO Max. If you don't have HBO Max, this is a reason to get it. Lovecraft Country is fantastic. It's also very educational. Uh, a lot of people don't know the, the shameful history of sundown towns. And what these are is if you were a person of color... It was very well noted that there were certain towns in our country that if you were a person of color, you did not want to be in after sundown. It was almost like this understood thing that during the day, the police would crack down on racism and hateful acts, but in sundown, they weren't, they were very <laughs> lax in their punishment to white America for doing cruel things, and... To know that this is part of our past is shameful, and it's terrible, but it was real. It happened. And they do this all in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft, so there's also horror and monsters. So I recommend it. The performances are fantastic, powerful performances. You come to this show for the Lovecraft of it, but you stay for the human stories. 
and it's fantastic and it's awesome. If you're a nerd, you'll love it. If you're a horror nerd, you'll love it. If you're a, a comic book nerd, you'll love it because of the fantastic cinematography. If you're a his- history nerd, you'll love it. It's just it's a fantastic show. That's it for part two. And honestly, I think I'm going to leave this here, just do two parts. I don't want to talk too much about it because it has happened. There are so many venues and outlets that you can go to to get even more detailed, deep dives into what happened at New York Comic Con, whether it's Ocho Dura Parlay Hour, Three Fat Nerds, any other podcasts out there that covered it, I highly recommend you go. But if you're not going to do that, I definitely recommend you follow them on YouTube. Subscribe to their YouTube channel, New York Comic Cons. Still got panels and panels and panels galore of what happened. The whole event is still up on their YouTube channel. And follow them on Twitter at NY underscore comic underscore con. Thank you for tuning into these. I'm very excited for what's to come uh, in our nerd culture uh, between DC Fandom and this Comic Con. Uh, Even though it's not how we normally would go about it, they've done so well with the virtual aspect of it. It still got me excited. It did not water it down. I'm still really happy with the representation that they brought in New York Comic Con. And they didn't just do panels of things that are coming or things that have happened. There are panels about history and the diversity of comics, um, anime, uh, illustrator panels, um, different cultures coming together to talk about building franchises, anything that a nerd would want, this uh, this New York Comic Con delivered. And I can't recommend enough that you go back and watch some of these panels. Uh, next episode is going to be about horror and nerd culture. It's still October. It's my favorite month of the year. And I'm going to be sitting down with that that will have my uh, sit-down interview with Tim Smith. He is an author, and he is also uh, one of the hosts of Johnny Has the Keys podcast. I'm excited to get, to let you all hear that. I had a great time sitting down with him. Uh, a huge thank you again to him. Also, while you're out there in the podcast waves, check out everyone that you have ever heard a promo on this show for. Uh, you also hear a commercial in every episode about hosts the new horror movie of 2020 i had a chance uh to sit down with the writers and directors as well as two fantastically talented cast members uh those episodes are up wherever you cast your pod go back and listen to them that is the hosts with the most and do you know how this story ends those two episodes were all about the movie and include the interviews with them as well I recommend it. It's available in U.S. and Canada right now on uh, DVD and video on demand, as well as digital. Um, I bought it already. Of course, uh, I think you should too. If you're a horror fan, I definitely think you should check it out. It's kind of a breath of fresh air in modern horror. uh, And it also gives us a feel of the old school horror as well in a lot of aspects. Also... uh, a lot of changes coming to 30 and Nerdy Podcast soon. Can't wait to talk about that as I am solidifying the final uh, the final stages of these changes. Also check out uh, patreon.com slash badcastcompany. That is part of the many changes coming 
to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Even though 30 and Nerdy has been the flagship show, it has spawned many things within this brand that is Badcast Company. So go to patreon.com slash badcastcompany if you want to be involved in supporting the production of not just this show but other shows. There is a spinoff of 30 and Nerdy called The Road So Far where myself and the Rev of Rants talk about the, the hit show that sadly is about to end with its 15th season, Supernatural. We started at the pilot and we are breaking down a couple episodes at a time uh, on the road so far. Also, if you are a fan of just uh, chilling out and just talking, me and the Rev have a rated R show called Brewing Up Rants Podcast. Check that out. Uh, we do not, it's not a, it's, it's an every now and then show, so don't expect it weekly. It's just whenever we have gotten our fill of some of life and we just hang out and talk about everything uh, under the sun from sports to nerd culture to what's going on in the world, everything. And we just relax and just talk. Uh, there are some more things coming under the Bad Cast Company and some things that have not been solidified yet, but I highly recommend that you check that out always check out 30nerdypodcast.com it's always changing uh, with updates and things to come thank you to all of the patreon supporters that are already uh, supporting the show uh, fiscally Uh, whether it's one dollar a month or a hundred dollars a month anything you give to patreon slash badcast company productions is uh, it's helpful it, and especially uh, with everything that a lot of independent podcasters do, uh, you know, we don't talk a lot about the work that goes into independent podcasting, but it's a lot of work, and every little bit helps. And it, and I highly recommend you go to podchaser.com and not just check out this show, but all the other really cool independent podcasts out there. I've talked about ODPH, Three Fat Nerds, there's Nerds with Friends, there's true crime podcasts out there there's sports podcasts out there there's political podcasts out there i mean everything you can think of go to podchaser.com and you will find a new show to listen to while you're there give a like and a rating and follow the 30 and nerdy podcast uh, as well as anyone else i have discussed tell them 30 and nerdy sent you i want to thank you all for tuning in uh week in and week out and again if you were here for the first time thank you uh for joining can't wait to discuss uh, horror and nerd culture, so be on the lookout for that. Stay kind to everyone in your walks of life. Uh, no matter what walk of life somebody comes from, be kind to them. Uh, stay sanitized. Get out and vote. Vote to change your county, your state, your country. Get out and vote. Mask up, everyone. Have a great day. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography, Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Advertising Expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. 
Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.